If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us five stars. It helps get the podcast out to more people and will help us create a world where sustainable packaging is the norm. Thanks and enjoy today's show. I wanted to jump on quick here and do an update on New York packaging, New York State packaging. We did that three-part series. I hope you all enjoyed it. Bring you guys up to speed on all the advancements that are happening in the state of New York around sustainability and sustainable packaging. They're really taking a leadership position, I think really thinking through um, sustainable packaging based on what's happening in other states. And at least as it relates to packaging, I'm very, very impressed. So let's talk about it a little bit today. I'm also going to be putting together a guide to New York sustainable cannabis packaging. So it'll talk about these regs that I'm discussing and then also we'll show some options that are compliant. So if you want that guide, email wow, W-O-W at contempopackaging.com, and we'll shoot that right over. So let's do a little reading together. Um, I might also do a video. I'm going to try to get a video in also so that we can look at this together. We could post that on the Cannabis Packaging Show and on LinkedIn, but for starters, let's just, I want to make sure that you guys have all the updated information. Those of you who follow the Sustainable Packaging Show, which I appreciate you guys so much. All right, so November 21st, 22 was the last time that the regs were dropped. And um, and I'm not going to read everything, but I'll, I'll sort of highlight the, the key points here. So um, cannabis product retail packaging minimum standards. A retail package, and it defines, the, defines each of these terms earlier, shall be child resistant, so it's got to be CR. Tamper evident, be resealable if it contains more than one serving, fully enclose the product, minimum oxygen exposure and prevent contamination and or degradation of the cannabis product. So it's got to keep it fresh, Uh, OTR and WVTR. Not impart any toxic or uh, deleterious substance, that's a new word for me, onto the cannabis product. Okay, so those are just some basics. So it's got to be CR, tamper evident, some of the basics that we see in other states. A licensee shall maintain a copy of certificate showing that each retail package is child-resistant. So just to summarize. Okay, exit package is optional. This is a big one that I don't think I've seen in other states. The exit package is optional. Is not required to be labeled and may at a maximum only include the retail dispensary's name, its logo, and any special branding materials provided that such name and logo complies with the provision of section 128.6, which we'll get to in a minute. So exit packages are optional. And that's something I've heard a lot of times saying, you know, some people want a shopping bag, some people don't. If you go to a store, they say, would you like a bag? Especially nowadays. Sometimes you take the bag, sometimes you don't, depending on the situation. So exit pack, and that's not the case in cannabis. Most of the time, cannabis packaging requires an exit package. Back in the day, before primary packaging was CR, we had these big, giant, plastic CR exit packages. And I think they still exist in some states. So this is a big step. Exit package is optional. I like giving that power and control to the applicants. Excuse me, to the license holders. Okay, so that's... Point number one, Uh, 128.3, cannabis product packaging prohibitions. Okay, so cannabis product packaging shall not 
contain any feature that emits a sound or scent, contain any features that change or alter a package's appearance through technology, other than anti-counterfeiting purposes. That's sort of that, um, like v- VR packaging or um, augmented reality packaging. Be attractive to anyone under 21. Be made of plastic unless containing a minimum of 25% post-consumer recycled content. So that's another one of the highlights that will definitely be in our guide. 25% PCR, meaning it's stuff that went into a blue bin. As a consumer, you throw plastic in a blue bin. The idea is that that plastic will then be turned into a new product. Sometimes those products are as low as 25% threshold. Sometimes they're 100%. I mean, they could be even lower than 25%. But New York State is saying no plastic in cannabis packaging unless it contains at least 25% PCR. PCR meaning post-consumer recycled material. Okay. Here's the next part. And again, you can check out the regs for yourself. I'm not reading everything. I want to try to keep this relatively short and just get to the the core parts that I think all of you need to would benefit all of you guys to know. Okay. 128.4 retail packaging sustainability program. What we really came for on the sustainable packaging show. Okay. A, A licensee shall submit an environmental sustainability program for cannabis product packaging as part of the application process, if applicable for the license type. So probably if you're a dispensary or testing lab or something like that, maybe Maybe dispensary has it, but if, if applicable, that's probably what that means. So when you're applying, you got to say what you're going to do with the sustainable packaging. And if you're applying, you should talk to Contempo Specialty Packaging, and then you'll have all perfect, wonderful, sustainable packaging that is compliant in the state of New York, and we can just do all that work for you. That's a side note. Okay. Such programs may include but are not limited to. So now we're going to talk about what these different sustainable packaging programs are. Reuse strategies, I think that's important too, are not limited to. So that's sort of saying we're going to let you think outside the box. I like that a lot. Let people think creatively. Maybe someone has a breakthrough model that could be approved. But here are the ones that they mentioned. Reuse strategies, collecting reusable cannabis packaging components to be sanitized and refilled or reused as cannabis packaging. That's sort of number one. Or sustainable packaging strategies that use non-plastic, compostable, or recyclable materials. Or, sort of number three here, packaging materials exceeding 25% post-consumer recycled content. And they later are going to talk about reuse, and I can read that for you guys how to define this reuse program because reuse is something that people have wanted to see for a while. It hasn't really happened largely because, okay, maybe I'm in New York and I need to sanitize this product in New Jersey or Connecticut, a neighboring state. Probably not the case in New York, but this idea of shipping cannabis packaging over state lines and could that have fragments of cannabis in the packaging and does that create a ton of risk from the sake of the cannabis crossing the border uh, from one state to another. So reuse is pretty clear. We're going to get into that in a minute. Let's dig into this one here. Sustainable packaging strategies that use non-plastic. So whether that's tin, whether that's glass, whether that's um, a bioresin, I would imagine is defined as not plastic, whether it's PHA. Compostable, which are those PHA PLA, but more PHA is, I think, more a better choice. Or recyclable materials, which is a large bucket. What is recyclable? Plastics are recyclable. So your plastics would have to have 
25% post-consumer recycled material or aluminum or... Um, there's also a conversation within the world of recyclable. Is it recyclable in your area? So I'll use glass as an example. Glass, highly recyclable in certain areas, not recyclable in others based on the infrastructure that's set up. So because cannabis is state by state, we probably could look at what infrastructure is available in the area that the product's going to be sold in. And is it recyclable in New York? This is just some food for thought. And the last one, packaging exceeding 25% post-consumer. Okay. Last point in this blurb, within two years of issuance of the license, so within two years, you get issued your license. Two years later, the licensee shall submit to the board or office a revised environmental sustainability product packaging plan that reduces the use of plastics in packaging. So very, very interesting there. They're basically saying you're coming out the gate with these standards, but I want to see a plan. Maybe read between the lines. I don't want to see plastic in two years, which I like the way, I like the way that we're looking at a realistic rollout here. It's not unrealistic standards from day one, which sometimes get people excited, but it makes it impossible for operators and actually could create complications that are not environmentally friendly, having to expedite packaging from all over the world. If you know, so I think always thinking about practicality and what is the operator going to be facing is really important. And, and these regs really do a great job of that. So let's take a quick commercial break here. If you're in the state of New York and you need cannabis packaging, reach out to Contempo Specialty Packaging. We're based right in Providence, Rhode Island. We have five years of cannabis packaging experience. We're leaders in sustainable packaging. Our parent company has 40 years of experience building the top fashion brands in the world. So we're super eager to be involved in New York State and the cannabis industry. If you need sustainable packaging for the cannabis industry in New York, email wow, W-O-W, at contempopackaging.com. Now back to the show. Retail packages, next section. Now we're going to talk about reuse. Re re retail packages can be reused after appropriate sanitation if, based on visual uh, inspection, so based on visual inspection, um, the retail package is in good working order and does not appear to pose a risk of unintended exposure or ingested ingestion of cannabis products. So to me, there's a visual inspection that it's in good working order and doesn't appear to pose a risk of unintended exposure. Maybe that means that the, the CR function is in good working order and that it's not, you know, broken to the point where it's going to be super weak and, and maybe create risk that a child could get inside of it. A visual ins inspection shall ensure that each retail package are not brittle or have chips, cracks, other imperfections that could compromise the child-resistant property. So it gets, it gets that into the next section. Retail packages shall be sanitized or disinfected either by the licensee or a third party to ensure they do not contain any harmful residue or contaminants. My question would be, it's, it's, you know, how do we make sure that that happens? Is there certain spot checking that we can do to make sure that, that it's being thorough? Cause a lot of this seems to be a visual, uh, visual, uh, checking claims about recycle or recycled content shall comply with title 16 as it relates to commercial practices of the codes of federal regulations, part 260, 
regarding the use of environmental marketing claims, also known as the green guides. Uh, there's, I believe it's under the FTC. You can't just say random sustainability claims. There's actually, you should look into the green guides if you haven't, um, as far as what you can say about claims. Just like you, there's claims, you can't say claims on weight loss products or claims on whatever products. There's always an asterisk and there's, there's ways that you have to go about it so you don't falsely mislead. The same applies to environmental claims and in this case to packaging. Okay, licensed products. Um, okay, a licensee who packages cannabis products for retail sales shall annually report. So this is maybe the last core section that I'm going to talk about today. Annually report to the office key metrics. So they're going to actually have to, and I haven't actually seen this in other states. Um, perhaps it is, but I haven't seen it. And I've been doing this over five years. The total amount by weight of packaging sold, offered for sale or distributed. So the amount, so if you were to weigh the packaging, what is the total weight um, per year? Number two, the total number of cannabis products sold in reusable packages and the number of reusable packages that the licensee refilled. The total cost of packaging material and any other information as set out by the office. So you actually are going to report numbers as to the packaging. And then the other sections, they talk about labeling and um and you know food allergies and things like using the New York State logo which is the THC with the 21 plus and the photo of the or the icon of the state of New York that says New York State let's see if there's anything else related to sustainability you know labeling size no no smaller than 6 point font this is stuff you'll see in other states i remember going digging through this for the first time when we're doing the rollout of packaging in the state of Massachusetts. And, and so we've become familiar with all of these things. Keep out of reach of children and pets. Okay, warnings. Okay, okay, okay. So I think that's it from a sustainability perspective. So I would say the highlights here, as it relates, again, the date here is November 21st, 22. And I'm going to try to come to you guys with updates as as this unfolds, because New York's really taking this position of leadership, I almost see this as setting a standard of how sustainable packaging should be done, period, which is really exciting because the cannabis industry has a spotlight on it. New York has a spotlight on it. So maybe other states or even other industries will take inspiration from what's being written here. Um, so I think that's that's about it right now. So the key takeaways in my mind that really stand out are the idea of the, the reuse programs that we talked about, um, sustainable packaging strategies using non-plastic, compostable, or recyclable materials, and packaging materials exceeding 25% post-consumer recycled content. That threshold still is in there, and, and this needs to be in the applications. You need to talk about this. There also is sort of that open window of not to be limited to, I believe the text was, meaning if you have a creative system, um, perhaps you'll get approval on that, which is very exciting. I'm always a fan of that. You can set these regulations, but also don't cut off the ability for people who really are passionate about sustainability to go all in and maybe create an even better idea or system that no one's thought of before and just unlock everyone's minds and everyone's brains into how to solve these problems. And maybe 
there's going to be a New York applicant that comes up with an idea and it's so effective, it becomes a standard worldwide, right? That's very possible. We're at the cutting edge at the, at sort of like this, this whole sustainable packaging is just beginning. So they talk about reuse. Um, I'm not going to re, you know, reiterate that, but standards of reuse, they, they added some definition and a reporting requirement on a yearly basis to talk about how much packaging you bought in both weight dollars and other and other metrics as well, and then exit packaging being optional would be the last thing I would include um, for the immediate points. And then later we got to think about in two years from the issuance of the license, you want to have a revised environmental sustainability product plan to reduce. And Mike puts the words eliminate the use of plastics in packaging. And I just want to say again, I love that phased approach that we're not going with something unrealistic from day one. We're talking about where we are, sort of progress, not perfection, which is what we talk about all the time on the podcast. Let's go to where we are. Steady progress, steady progress, steady progress. Bite by bite, right? You eat the elephant one bite at a time, all these different sayings on success. It's sort of because it's true. You go one step at a time and you don't live in an imaginary world that doesn't exist. No plastics whatsoever. You know, that world doesn't exist yet. I want it to exist, but it doesn't exist yet. So kudos to uh, these these regs being drawn up in a realistic fashion. All right. So if you need help with your New York cannabis packaging, reach out to Contempo Specialty Packaging. We'll show you flower options, pre-roll options, vape options, concentrate options that meet these sustainable packaging regs. So email wow, W-O-W at contempopackaging.com. We're going to try to come on here regularly to just uh, help out New York license holders who are looking to get really awesome sustainable packaging. And we see this as a great opportunity, again, for the whole cannabis industry and maybe even beyond the cannabis industry. You have New York, trend-setting state, um, that is really taking sustainable packaging to a level that we haven't seen yet. And there's just a lot of potential here. So we're going to be uh, watching it closely and trying to contribute and be helpful in any and every way that, that we can. All right. Thanks for listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show. We'll see you on the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sustainable Packaging Show. I hope you learned something. If you did learn something, please share this episode with a couple friends who are also passionate about sustainability. We want to create a world where sustainable packaging is the norm, and you sharing this greatly increases the odds of that happening. Have a great day, and look out for the next episode next week.